Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today we have the amazing Leslie Cartman with us. Now, not only is Leslie an incredible entrepreneur and Pilates guru, she is the founder of Body by Leslie, and she is one of the top Pilates instructors in the country. She is based out of Los Angeles. But Leslie is also my sponsor. She is my sponsor inside Al-Anon, which is a 12-step recovery program that I've been a part of for about three years now. I met Leslie a few months in and she was amazing. And I was like, I have to have you in my life. Will you be my sponsor? And you're going to hear about our journey today. This is a really somewhat different of a, of a podcast episode as it's a more intimate and vulnerable episode, but it is also kind of fascinating how much it does rely or respond or relate to business. We talk about how the 12-step recovery program of Al-Anon supported my business growth and is supporting Leslie's business growth as well. We talk to Leslie about how she navigated the wellness space, how she took it from being inside studios into the virtual world last year, and how she was able to grow and scale that. Leslie shares how to use your rock bottom to create miracles in your life and how being more kind and loving to yourself really is the key to having a successful business and how to start before you're ready and the tools that you need to start before you're ready, even when you don't have all the answers. And then Leslie and I get to share some of our favorite Al-Anon tools and slogans that have helped us not only build successful businesses, but have been able to allow us to build successful relationships and have really helped us become the people that we are today. Um, so with that said, Leslie is also giving you a code. The code is influencer, and you can use that code to get your first virtual Pilates class with Leslie for free. I'm telling you, once you see her, you can go to Body by Leslie. You are going to want a Body by Leslie. Um, that is so cool that she's giving that to our great community. So you, you can get a first um, virtual Pilates class with her for free. You get to kind of see her in action and she is truly remarkable. And you get to learn a little bit more about Al-Anon. Um, maybe it will apply to you. Maybe it won't apply to you. You can always take what you like and leave the rest, which is one of my favorite slogans inside Al-Anon. But try this on for size and see how this episode feels for you. Um, if you are someone that is struggling with self-worth, with value, if you're someone who is struggling with having a family member or a friend that is an alcoholic, um, whether they recognize the problem or not, this could be a great episode for you. If you have don't have any kind of alcoholism within your life at all, but you are still having those feelings of not being worthy, of not being loved, of all of those things, this is a great episode for you. And if you want to feel better and you want to get your body moving, this is a great episode for you because you're going to get that free code. All right, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? 
Hi, Leslie. Hi, Jules. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so fun and exciting. This is going to be a really awesome conversation. I'm so excited just to share with with people on this conversation with my amazing listeners how we met because it's a very vulnerable part of just my story of um, you're my sponsor and Al-Anon, which right. we're going to get to, <laughs> but you're also an incredible woman, entrepreneur. Um, you are one of the top instructors in Pilates in the fitness game in Los Angeles, which we're going to get to all of that um, and how all of these things connect, right? Um, Al-Anon, the 12 steps, tools, entrepreneurship, being a leader, all of these things. So with that, with that said, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast and I would love for you to share just a little bit about who you are and your journey of your own path through creativity and entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh. It's so cute to see you like really in your element, <laughs> that smile. Um, well, you know, uh, gosh, I've, I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur though. Obviously when pandemic hit, it was time to, to get moving, you know? Yeah. And I feel like people in the world of fitness and training either really went for it or kind of fell back. And, you know, I've always been a go-getter, which we can talk about with all of the Al-Anon stuff when we get to that part of the conversation. But, you know, it's just like, I jumped right in. I was doing IG live, you know, two days in and creating flyers, which are embarrassing to look back at, you know, but, um, putting them up on the, the page. And then like something really amazing that happened was, you know, one of my rider dies, shout out to Mimi. <laughs> She's like this amazing dancer and director. And anyways, she told her, her friend, Mary, oh my gosh, my Pilates teacher is doing these IG lives. And, you know, Mary told Allie and Allie told Kaylee and Kaylee told Kate, Kate told Rachel and Rachel told Catherine. It was this whole like amazing, positive contagious that was coming out of it. Right. And these girls were just showing up and suiting up and doing the deal, which is what we learn. And, you know, I, I just knew I had to get off of the IG live because I wanted to see people and then Zoom, which I'd never even heard of Zoom mm -hmm. before this time, um, I, I figured it out. You know, I was like, I got to figure it out. I got to move along, got to step it up. And I think I was one of the first fitness instructors that moved on to Zoom. Right. And I bought a really great mic, the Rode mic. Like, I just was like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do this the right way. And I was just, it, Body by Leslie was born, you know? It's like, it was a joke when I would teach Pilates, like, Body by Leslie's not afraid. And we would sort of like walk in our tennis shoe stilettos after class. And so I was like, uh, let's make a logo, you know, and my husband, you know, is such a creative. So we just got, we got to work. And, um, then I had to get a, some sort of a platform site working with booking because it, it got unmanageable, yeah. you know, the Venmo to book and you break 11 grand in Venmo and you have to claim it and you got to move it into your business account. And thank God that I have you know, what we have, which is so many tools and things, which hopefully we can share with, with the audience in this, in this talk, because I don't know where I would have been without all of that, because it was just like, let me do the next indicated thing. You know, (laughs) let me find someone that like, let me talk to my accountant. Let me figure out what do I like, how do you incorporate like all these things that needed to be done to do this right. Right. And this was all, I mean, this obviously happened during COVID. And so how was that journey? And I, I would love to kind of talk about, you know, before you became a Pilates instructor, before you were on Zooms, before you were on that, you worked in studios, but even before that, you were an actress. I was (laughs) obsessed with acting, Julie. Like, 
It's so crazy. I literally feel like I've lived nine lives. And like, how I long can't. ago was this that like you started acting? I was my whole life. I right. was like a natural born performer or entertainer. If you look at any video of me as like a little girl, like on the beach in LA, I was making up stories. I was telling stories, but I think deep down what it was, was I wanted to live all these lives, you know, and I wanted, I always had these big feelings and I didn't know what to do with them. And acting was like this way of just understanding people, you mm-hmm. know, and there's always going to be a place in my heart for it. And I have a couple clients, I have tons of actor clients, that's LA, you know, but right. I have some who are like, I'm writing a movie and you're going to be in it. And I'm like, listen, if you or Martin Scorsese comes to me and offers me a script, I will never say no. Like I'll always love acting. And it was the greatest training ground for everything else that mm. I've done in my life. In what way? Explain that. Well, I mean, hopping on Zoom and IG Live, like for my fitness instructor friends who don't have a background with the camera, like that was really scary for them. And for me, it was just like, turn it on. And like, already I knew how to teach Pilates, obviously from 15 years, but also I understood how to like work a camera and how to like come in and out of a frame and how to make things pop. And Mm -hmm. it's just a background that I'm grateful I had, you know, but like on a deeper level, I just, something really, the clarity that came to me was actually after I had worked the steps. Right. It was just this getting honest. And it was, wow, I actually really don't want a career as a working actress. Mm. And it wasn't any of the things that it could have been. I mean, look, the sleazy, the sleazy top three agent guy that would sit at the bar and I bartended for seven years. I mean, like it wasn't any of that that made me not want to do it. Those things were like, they didn't phase me. It was like, okay, that's part of the game. I'm not going to do that. Right. That's just not what's going to feel right for me to wake up the next day. Like I was raised really well. So that's for me, it wasn't right. Right. But for other people, it was, you know, and other people, I had friends who said, just sleep with the guy, get really drunk. Like (laughs) you'll have a career. And I'm like, how will I literally go to bed at night? You know, like there's just the integrity piece was like always there. Mm -hmm. Thank God. So what really was, was for me was just, I was on a hike with a friend and from acting class. And she said, imagine if you could be on a show and every day you got to go into set and, you know, like, and I thought, oh my God, what if I got on a show and every day I had to go into set, not got to, but had to Mm. learn all these lines, sit through hair and makeup and play the same character over. She's like, yeah, you'd make like 60 grand an episode to start. And I'm like, yeah, and you'd be in scrubs right. on CBS exactly. playing some nurse <laughs> learning, like talking as if like learning all this medical jargon. I thought right. that's exactly what I didn't want mm. was like a job where I feel like I'm in a concrete box doing the same thing every day. And I realized, yeah, I can't pursue like then at the same time, I had fallen so in love with teaching Pilates mm-hmm. that they, I had two passions by then. And I thought, what if I really just go all in with Pilates, stop trying to like do all, all these things at once, go from an audition to teach a class. Like what if I'm really like present at Pilates and if I want to make movies, I'll make a ton of money teaching Pilates and I'll produce them and I'll put all my friends in them. And, you know, and that was really my plan. But then as I taught, kept teaching more fitness, I just, I don't know, like there's a place in my heart for acting, Mm -hmm. but I just love what I'm doing today. And I love like, I love that I've found a way to show people that working out is not a punishment. You know, it can be fun and sustainable you don't have to do hours of cardio. I mean, you know me, I don't do cardio. Like my idea of cardio is like go on a hike, like we walk right. and talk and, you know, work. Like I like to do the resistance strength training, the Pilates and, you know, three, four times a week, 45 minutes, you know, eat well, take care of yourself, love on yourself. And it doesn't have to be this like thing, you know? Yeah. And- my friends as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. 
And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. Well, and there's, there's so much to unpack here. And I'm so glad that we've, we've just like within the first five minutes of this conversation, like one of the things I love so much about you, Leslie, is how multi-passionate you are. Yeah. And you know, the fact that you can be so honest and I have more questions into like, how, how did you have the courage to do all the things that you did? But you know, what I'm hearing and what I think so many of the listeners can relate to is like, you grew up with this passion for performance and acting and art and creativity and connection. And you thought you were like going to be an actress. And so you went all in, you were doing the acting classes, you were doing all of that. And then you had this moment with your conversation with your friend being like, well, what if you got to go on Saturday every day? And you were like, wait a second. So the dream that I thought I wanted is really not the dream that I thought I wanted. And then at the same time, you were diving more into your Pilates and you were feeling that out. And then, and then that has now transpired over the last 12 months to not you just like working for other people in their studios, but you actually having your own brand body by Leslie. So with the iterations of all of this, how did you find the courage to say, I'm going to go all in and I'm scared and I don't know what I'm doing. And maybe people will make fun of me. Maybe I'm going to like imposter, all those things that come up, you still had this unwavering faith and this courage within you to say, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to, and I think that that's the biggest thing that for the difference that I seem 
see between people that have and, and see success versus ones that don't. It's really the ones that make the decision of like, they're so sick and tired of being so sick and tired. And they, they make that decision to go all in, even though they cannot control the outcome or oh, even yeah. though they don't know the outcome. So how were you able to like I, do that for yourself? I love that question. I think it's, it's like, I, it's almost, it's almost like I had to, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, like with acting, I had to do it. Like, you know, I can't tell you how many times my like parents would say to me, so how many more years are you going to do this? And it was funny. I was on the trajectory. I mean, I booked seven co-stars in one. That was a big deal. Yeah. And like getting on CSI Miami was a big deal. I'm totally dating myself. The <laughs> listeners are like, what's CSI Miami? But it was like the big deal to right. like be that girl in the bikini and the teaser of CSI Miami. And right. it was like, I worked really hard to get those opportunities, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I had kept going, I genuinely believe I would have been a series lead on a show. And I don't mm -hmm. think it's being self right. It's just because I've always had this relentlessness in me that mm -hmm. I will not stop until I get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I had that moment because if I got that, then I would be living what would feel like a lie, mm -hmm. you know? And when I got really honest, it was fitness. It was Pilates and fitness. That really is what changed me because, you know, how I found Pilates was through my first heartbreak, which I'm always happy to share about like now in retrospect, but it was so painful and it was, you know, halfway through college. And I mean, I couldn't even move. Like I had these big feelings and I had never experienced anything like it. And within a matter of 12 days, I mean, I dropped like 15 pounds. Like I just couldn't, literally couldn't move. And for someone like me, like being 89 pounds and <laughs> it was like frightening, you right. know, like, and I just remember like being in the shower and seeing my spine like jutting out and just thinking, how did this happen? You know, like, how am I ever going to have myself back? It's so dramatic, but it was really what happened. Yeah. And that was when I had to learn about the body and how to rebuild my body. Like I literally could have died there. Right. And I knew that I had so much like brightness. I was always so bright and always so like that source of light for people. Like, and it was like gone mm. in an instant, you know, and it was like a rock bottom for me. Like they say in AA and we talk about an Al-Anon. Right. And I really came out of it like a butterfly. Mm. You know, I did. And I learned, I became obsessed with fitness the way that I was with acting. Mm. And I learned everything about fitness, but still, you know, that desire to be an actress, that thing in me, like it was still there. It wasn't until I really got honest and really looked at what my life was going to be, mm. you know? And I realized if I want to brighten people's day, because what I loved about acting was comedy, right? you know? so Which you get to do. I get to do. I mean, like <laughs> half the thing about my class is that like I have people laughing, right? but still getting a good workout, right. you know? Right. And so it's just, I feel like I found my purpose mm. and my mission. It's like, I want to bring bodies alive, you know, mm. and I want to impact people. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, what that's that's the biggest takeaway. I think that it's you have to be I mean, you, everyone has their own version of a rock bottom. And that that's usually where like our phoenix rises. Right. Where we, we can talk more about that. And our version of like when you usually hit rock bottom, then you have to start being really honest with yourself and then finding your purpose which is like, I, I hammer that in on this, on this podcast. I'm sure they're like, I, we know Julie, we know, but it's like, <laughs> yes, because it's that important. It's that important. And, and, and the purpose is, is the jumping off point, which makes me think, you know, was it the acting that you desired so much or was it the, the feeling and the way that you were able to connect? And like you mentioned the comedy, like yeah. the way that the acting made you feel yeah. and are you able to now 
find those feelings within being a Pilates instructor and, and, and transforming so many lives of the women that you get to work with. Yeah, that's so sweet. I mean, that's ultimately what I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why, I mean, I loved acting. It was fun to play characters, but I could still play characters. Like no one can ever take that away. It's just to be a professional working actor is the kind of life that I didn't want. I also didn't like who I was. I mean, I was anyone and anything that got in my way, I would knock them down. I mean, I can't even tell you how many guys Julie broke up with me between 2012 and 2015 when I was like in it on that run with acting. It was like, oh. You want me to go do this instead of, you know, work on the next audition? Bye. See ya. Like, I I was just, like, not who I was meant to be. Like, mm. I wasn't that girl that was acting and living a life. Right. But with Pilates, now, now with entrepreneurship, right. I can get really in it, you right. know. But I also see, like, oh, okay, my niece Sophia drew me a picture, and I'd like to look at that. Mm. You know what I mean? Or, like, my nieces are my world. You know, Eva's calling. Like, I'm going to answer that FaceTime. Like, it's, like... I want to be present for the moments, you know, and like, it's funny because I couldn't remember the day that, that we had met. Right. And then I asked you, what was I saying? What was I sharing about? And it was about, you know, my husband was making me jewelry, right? He went through this phase where he was like painting all these pictures of me and making me jewelry. <laughs> I love it. I love like, I love that passion, you know? Right. Um, but I was literally like, imagine if you spent this time and got a, another landscaping job or went and built another kitchen or bathroom because, you know, construction. Right. I was like, construction, money, making me jewelry, not money, not money. (laughs) And it's like, at the end of the day, it's taken me so long to realize like, yes, of course we want to monetize. I mean, like, that's what a lot of our, of the podcast is about. And it's who the heck doesn't want to make money. Right. But at the end of the day, like, what if he did, he did make me some bracelets and things. And what if, you know, I don't know, 200 years from now, generations from now, they're like, this is the bracelet that, you know, Chris (laughs) Moore made. It's like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, because that's nice, you yeah. know, and that's a moment and everything like him making jam. Like we have this guava tree and I was like, what a waste of time mm. makes jam. It's not a waste of time. Like and only because that I like have really worked on my spiritual fitness. Right. Am I able to be like, this is exactly the person I need in my life mm. because you need to have people that are the yin to the yang, you know, yeah. I mean? and he's like, I want to make jam and take it to your parents and take it to my parents and take it to your aunts and drop it on the doorsteps and send it to our friend Mia. It's her birthday coming. And I'm like, that's imagine that you're in New York and you get a thing of jam sent to you. And like, yeah. And it's like the old you would have been like, Oh my God. Yeah. Waste of time. What's wrong with you? Still comes up. Right. Like today, like there's still a part of me that's like, you know, he went to build a duck pond with my (laughs) nieces. And I was like, um, I'm actually going to be working on body by Leslie. And there is a part of me that's like, okay, maybe that would have been a good break, you know? So it's like, it's just getting honest and like what you want for your life. But like, listen, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to have your own business and you want to have your own brand, the hustle is real, Mm -hmm. you know? And I want that. I want to work for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Like even all the studios I've taught at over the years, it was always like, um, are you going to tell me what I have to teach in my class? Okay, I can't work here, you know? Mm. So I was always like in a space where I felt free to like be creative. And I never had any... I never worked anywhere where they said, you have to do this or you have to do this sequence today. Or like the first Pilates student I ever taught at when I went to audition, the owner said, yeah, I think your class was a little fast. So maybe just slow it down a little. And I said, I can't do that. Like I have to do what I do. So how about this? Why don't you give me a month? Let me build it my way. And if people hate it, 
then we'll talk about that. And mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking I'm never going to teach a slow class. And my classes were waitlisted on the worst slot Friday night, you know? Wow. So then I got to say, I don't want to teach on Friday night anymore. Right. Like I want to teach on Saturday morning when it's going to, you know, start people's week. And I got right. what I wanted. And I said, I want Tuesday night. I want this night. And so I think it's just, I guess having the courage is like, you know that you could do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A lot of it too is that I had, I was raised by parents who would tell me all the time, like, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. really believed in me to the point of, I think I was a little delusional. <laughs> like, you know, I could do anything. Like, it's like, I'd rather be on that end of it. But like, right. my mom has been my biggest cheerleader in my whole, you could do it, you could do it, you could do it. It's right. Like, <laughs> well, and what I love about our conversation, not only because we've gotten just to know each other so well over the last couple of years, but just how much of recovery, and this is going to be a lot of 12-step lingo, yeah. recovery versus non-recovery versus tools that like intertwine in growth and development and entrepreneurship and being honest with yourself and, you know, letting other people be who they are, like the example that you were just giving with your husband and um, we can touch on that. Yeah. I mean, recovery, it's funny. Like I never would think I would be talking about a 12 step program. I never would think Mm -hmm. I would be talking about Pilates. I never would have thought I would have been talking about bartending. I mean, I bartended for seven years. I was so fast. And again, none of it makes sense while it's happening, which is one of the things we learn in program. Mm -hmm. So, you know, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today Mm -hmm. when I'm disturbed. It's because I find some person place you know, thing. situation thing, right. unacceptable to me, right? you know, and then the line that I love, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Yes. And it's like, I believe that. And that is what has gotten me through this pandemic. I mean, we're starting to see this light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like, or maybe not for some people, mm-hmm. but at the, at the end of the day, I could spend all this time spinning out about what's going to happen. What's, or I could say, you know what, who the hell would have thought I would have bartended? Like, this valley girl, you know, like the princess of Encino, like you should have seen how many drinks I could make. I was so fast. I mean, I had that thing down, you know, worked at all these bars, did all this stuff. And who would have thought Pilates? Like I wasn't an athlete as a child. Right. I was an actress, you know, and like, who knows where we'll be a year or two from now, but it's like, that's the coolest thing about that. And 12 step. I mean, I had never even heard of Al-Anon. I didn't. No. Yeah. Like, I, and let's, for those who don't know what it is and yes. they're thinking like, oh my gosh, is Julie like an addict? And I didn't know this. Like, <laughs> she's in, she's in a 12 step recovery. I am in a 12 step program, but it's called Al-Anon. It's called Al-Anon. And so is there a way to properly define, yeah. I mean, I guess by, yeah. Al-Anon is a place for people who love an alcoholic or have been affected by Al-Anon or alcoholism is, is yeah. the most simple description. But I mean, Listen, I I had never heard of it. Most of the listeners probably haven't heard of it. Most people have heard of AA. Right. I had only heard of AA because I had an acting teacher who talked about AA. Right. And again, anonym, anonymity. Uh, if somebody wants to identify, they can. If mm-hmm. not, they can't. They don't. Right. They don't. Um, it's a it's a personal choice, you know. Right. And I think it's really brave of you to want to talk about it with your audience. I mean, who knows who's listening right now that needs to hear this? Right. If I had been listening to this podcast at the time that I was going through what I had gone through, I might not have needed to go through those other like seven <laughs> crazy relationships. Right. But really, right. I didn't know that there was a place like this. And right. It was that, you know, I had a, an ex and he was an addict mm-hmm. and it got really dark and I didn't know what was going on. And I believed the stories of I'm depressed and I wanted to, to save, to save, fix everything. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point of, you know, like, thousands of dollars missing from my bank account amongst other things. 
and I had to get help, you know, and I literally like had to see what was in front of me. Like I couldn't believe that this could be either you're either a sociopath or there's something really wrong. And it was, it was addiction. Right. And, you know, heroin is a dark thing that even I couldn't um, beat is what I like to say. Like, right. I feel like I, I've managed, manipulated and controlled a lot of things up until that point in my life, mm -hmm. but this was just beyond me. And so I got to go talk to my teacher that was, had identified as yep. being an AA. And I said, I don't know what to do. This was a teacher that, you know, I was very close with. Yep. Um, and he told me, you know, I can't help you, but I can't talk to you about this because they're not supposed to. Right. And he said, but I want you to go to Al-Anon and I want you to find a woman you trust. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's Al-Anon? You know, <laughs> I, I was like, what? And he's like, just Google it. Like basically, yeah. you know? And so that's what I did. Yeah. You know? And I, I trusted him. I mean, it took me a little longer of like not wanting to believe what was going on and fighting yes. against it, Yeah, you know? Um, and more kind of behavior back and forth. I mean, that ex, I remember like, changing his name in my phone to dial for pain. And so like I had to scroll through my phone and then press dial for pain and be like, hello, you know? So I had to do that dance for a while till I was done doing that dance. Yeah. And like now I can't even believe that that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the thing that, you know, I grew up in, in a family where there was alcoholism. And so I remember going to like, it was either an Al-Anon meeting or it was a um, like adult children and adult children of an ACA meeting back when I was in my twenties and I went to one and I just like never went back. But then throughout my journey of like marriage and divorce and dating and marriage again, there was a therapist that happened to be in program. She was also an AA and it was a marriage and counseling therapist. And I just remember her always being, you know, keeping the focus on myself. She was just like, I really think that you should go to Al-Anon. And I'm like, but I'm not the one with the problem. And she's like, yeah, you should really think about going, you know, and she could yeah. only say it and say it once. She actually did say it more than once, but that was the thing for me that what's interesting too, about like, you know, either loving or living with, you know, people that are affected, that, that are alcoholics or are affected by alcoholism or affected by addiction is that a lot of times you don't, A, realize that it's a family disease yeah. and it's, it can be generational. You can even have parents that weren't alcoholics at all, but their parents were alcoholics. And so then exactly. they are untreated Al-Anons who then also have the effects. And then that's what you're learning from. And so it took me a long time to realize like, oh, I actually am going insane and my life has become unmanageable because I'm trying to control and shape and manage all of this. And that just can't happen. And, you know, I remember one of my first meetings, like reintroducing myself into Al-Anon, I've probably been going, I did like a 30 for 30 and I'd probably been going for a couple of weeks. And I remember asking my therapist, I was like, how do I find a sponsor? Like, how, cause they don't tell you any of this. Like you go into these meetings and it's like, you, you, you don't, you can't really ask, they're not going to tell you anything, especially in Al-Anon because it's supposed to be like hands off, you know? And so you're supposed to just kind of navigate your way. And I'm like, how do I find a sponsor? And she was like, well, I think it's like, you need to go and, and try, try to seek out the people that have what you think you want. Yes. And it's like what you was like, they just seem to kind of have it 
together and they seem to have that bliss. Once you find that, like, that's when you'll know. And then I remember like we were in a meeting and you, you shared something and it was so funny. And I just connected with you on so many levels. And I was like, okay, this is my person. And I remember like following you outside the meeting and being like, will you be my sponsor? I remember you're so cute. I was just like, this woman is adorable. Like you're adorable. You're the cutest. I mean, look, delving into the steps, it changes your life. Yeah. I, like I've said to you before, I wish everybody in the world as the school curriculum was attached to the 12 steps. Yeah. Like I think the world would be a different place and I never would have believed we would be having this conversation. I mean, I wasn't raised in alcoholism. You know, my parents couldn't be more the opposite, right. but it, it doesn't matter. I was deeply affected by, by alcoholism. And when I look back to that first boyfriend, Right. I think he was an alcoholic. I right. mean, the guy could drink like a fish was mm-hmm. the life of the party. And again, no one is out an alcoholic unless they identify it. So, right. right. So it doesn't matter for whatever reason I, my, I was attracted to these types of guys people. Right. And you know, years of therapy, I'm sure could reveal to anybody why our patterns are what they are. The amazing thing about Al-Anon is, you know, who knows? Like my mom is the sparkliest character you've ever met. You know what I mean? She's not an alcoholic. Is it, who knows why? It doesn't even matter. Like that's the beauty of Al-Anon is we don't need to figure out those things. Right. We just know that like, if we apply the steps to our lives and the principles, the miracles really do unfold. And like, I don't know, like there's, there's so many things to share, but it's just like the, the smallest things, like intuitively knowing how to handle situations that used to baffle us. Yes. That yes. really has come true in my life. Yes. You know, like, and it affects not just your interpersonal relationships, but like, you know, your business relationships and how you, how you communicate with a team and how you communicate with your customers. And I mean, it really is connected in so many different ways. And I think one of the biggest things that was like a permission for me, and I, I feel like I've heard this before I get asked this, that people are like, well, you know, what, what if I didn't have parents that were alcoholics? Can I still attend Al-Anon? What if I didn't have that? What if, you know, it's like, well, what if they were a drug addict, but not an alcoholic, you know, and it's like all of these things. And the, the way, just from my own experience, it's that if you feel like, if you feel like you have been affected by someone else's addictive behavior to the point that your life becomes unmanageable. Yes. Then. Absolutely. Then maybe you could go attend a meeting and see how you feel. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, listen, I've even heard people share that they don't have any alcoholism in their family and right. that they've never dated any alcoholics mm-hmm. and that they, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, it's usually their therapist or somebody told them you should check it out. And they went and it's changed their lives because of the generational effect. Yes. And you know what? Maybe not even, maybe they just did the steps and their lives changed. Right. You know, like who knows? Right. And I, I loved something I heard once in a meeting that, um, someone said like drinking to an alcoholic is thinking to an alanonic. Yeah. And so it's really about managing your mind and like taking, take, like taking back ownership of your thoughts and your feelings and being 110% responsible for those thoughts and feelings and knowing that, you know, your, your thoughts and your feelings are what give you your actions or your reactions and your results and your solutions. It's true. I mean, that's what they say in Al-Anon is that first think, you know, I took that first think and, you know, um, you could read the big books of alcoholic, big book of alcoholics anonymous and replace the word drink with think. Right. And that's obviously something that we're going to be doing in our step work right. more of. But um, yeah, I mean, and I think it just gives you tools, you know, um, 
you feel the pain and so you're alive. Right. You know, like, well, and how have, like, how do you use your, how do you use your Al Anon tools? And maybe if you want to share some of your favorites or oh. your slogans, and how do you use that in entrepreneurship? How do you use that? You know, how were those tools and those slogans a part of you being relentless? Oh my having gosh. the courage to go in, having the courage to be like, okay, now COVID is hit. And now I have to like transform my Pilates business into this online platform. And how do I do that? Yeah. I think for me, it was, first of all, the simplest tool is what is the next indicated action? Mm-hmm. You know? So the next indicated action was how do I make my class virtual? You know? And then I had this other pop-up class I was doing. I was renting out this big space, the, the sweat spot. And it was so fun. And it was just this fun class I created outside of the Pilates classes. And I thought, do I make it that class? Do I make it Pilates? Do I fuse the two? Like, do I make it a weight training class? Because I had had all these backgrounds. I mean, I studied so hard every modality. I have so many certifications. I was like, what am I going to do? Right. And I was just like, what's the next indicated action? You know, well, turn on the Instagram live and do a sequence that people could follow, you know, and it just blossomed. It just grew, but it was, it was doing the next indicated thing. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, is there God in it? Like I ask myself that a lot because mm-hmm. is this, is this my will? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting stuck in our will sometimes. In fact, that is a lot of how we get to where we want to be. But at right. some point it's like the analogy of your, your, there's a stream of water and you know, whatever. I think I would make it so far until eventually I will crash with the rocks. You know what right. I mean? So like, I'm a fast swimmer. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. But like, at some point you have to just surrender to what is, you right. know, like, I couldn't have a class in real life. That's it. Right. You're locked down. So. And so you had a choice. You could either like suffer. Right. Be a victim. Right. Not take an indicated action. Yeah. That's also an action. That's yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, listen, until you're ready to really feel the pain, yeah. you'll just be in the suffering is one of the things we learn. Right. And it's like, I don't know, you make mistakes, you're human, you know, but as long as you keep trying, there's still hope. And so I'm just so happy that I like really went all in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess a, another tool that I think maybe really jumped in for me was the whole idea of not going to the hardware store for milk or bread. You know, yeah, what explain I mean? what that means. I mean, <laughs> I love this one. It's like, there's so many ways to explain it, but it's right. like, I, if I'm going, I'm not going to go into Home Depot and keep asking the guy, like, are you sure that there's not like milk here? Yeah. Like, where's the milk? Where's the milk? <laughs> it's like, you're at a hardware store. Yeah. Like. And it's like, but, but before Alan on, I'd be like, I know that there's some back there. Like just go behind those like two by fours and those wrenches. Like maybe behind the like the small nuts and bolts in the way back, there's like right. a tiny refrigerator and you guys have, have a pint of milk and you don't really sell it here, but you're going to sell it to, to me because I'll pay you more for it or right. something crazy. Right. And so it's like- Because I'm a special snowflake <laughs> and I want what I want when I want it and how I want it. And since most of the time I get it, I'm not leaving here until you bestow to me this milk. Exactly. And that's crazy. It's crazy. But like we all, well, I shouldn't say we all, like I know that I do that. Yeah. And I know that it's also common because I see it happen all the time. And it's, I feel like it is, it is so much easier to stay in your suffering. Yeah. Because then you don't have to take responsibility for your life and you don't have to be accountable and you don't have to own your shit. And listen, sometimes people have to stay there for a while. For a very long time. And one of the mistakes I made before Al-Anon was, you know, like being the soft pillow mm-hmm. that would just come in right before someone was on their way down to their bottom or whatever. And just like, but, and that was me getting in the way. And right. like, that's really hard for me to hear, but it's like, 
if somebody is going down, this 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 is probably going to cause some controversy in this podcast. But let them get as aerodynamic aerodynamic as possible and get out of the way. Yeah, like honestly, because you think that you're safe. Like if there's a natural, if there's a crisis, let it follow the natural course of events. Like right. that is something that I have learned that didn't make any sense to me. It's like, but what do you mean? It's like there's a storm. You know, like get out of the line of fire or go in the ring. It's up to you. Right. And like, that's one of the things we learn and like staying in my hula hoop. That's one of my favorites. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that it's said. I don't know if that's, that came from program or from where, but like. Right. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Isn't keep my life focus on yourself. so much better when right. I like. Keep the side of your street clean. Yeah. And if I didn't know how to keep the focus, then I would never have what I have today. With yeah. Body by Leslie. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, keeping the focus on myself has been a huge, just growth, not only in, in my relationships personally and intimately, but in my business, it allows me to be a better coach because I don't take on other people's feelings. And I think that's, that's a huge feedback that I get from a lot of coaches that I coach of like, well, you know, my students aren't seeing success and it makes me feel so bad. And I'm trying to, and I'm like, you hold the container, yeah, but it is not your responsibility to make sure that they feel anything. I think anything that is that they have to own that. Now you can be, you can lead and you can mirror and you can, you know, show by example and you can share your experience. Show by example. I mean, you have like, that's another thing is like, I really do practice what I preach. You know what I mean? And like, thank God people see the results, but it's like, it's years of, of creating and, and believing in something. It's right. not just like, I'm going to tell people to do this and hope it works. Like, I think that's where the whole imposter sy- syndrome comes in. Like, like I can't pretend I can tell people how to do their hair and makeup or right. something like that. Like, right. I mean, I could probably fake it and make a video and make it seem like I know what I'm talking about. Right. And you'd believe I was some like beauty blogger who like really gets it. Right. But like, that's not true. That's not authentic. It's not. And I can't. And my whole life, people have told me like that I was authentic and that was like a interesting thing because I never felt like I was because I always felt like I was playing all these different roles and characters mm-hmm. to be someone else in someone else's shoes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which but, I think, I think that that's common. Yeah. Like the masks that we wear, the costumes that we put on, does this fit? Does this get me accepted? Does this make someone like yes, me? I mean, exactly. the people pleasing. But at the end of the day, like I kind of have the opposite where I was like, I don't care what you think, like very defiant. Right. But at the end of the I'll day, show you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to probably one of my favorite tools. Two of my favorite tools is what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. That's yes. so good. Yes, it is. Because if you're in your purpose. And that is an original, I think. I mean, you, I hear that a lot from other, you know, so-and-so said, I'm like, no, that, that's that's from AA. AA. It is. That is an old school AA slogan. Oh, so is let go or be dragged. Yeah. So is, um, uh there's so many that people have morphed into other things. Right. And they, you know, and then they get, they're like, yeah, she wrote this in her book. I'm like, yeah. man's rejection is God's protection. protection yeah. Pretty sure it's from AA, but I don't know. Maybe it's from something from the church, but. but and, and I mean, the biggest thing that I've taken away from Al-Anon thus far, and I'm, I've been consistently in for over two years now is the people pleasing and just really being able to let that go. Yeah. And I mean, that's been huge. Huge, huge, huge. A lot of work. A lot of work around that because I used to be so in, intertwined and, and not necessarily in what other people thought of me, but just wanting to be the savior and wanting to fix. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, I have really good ideas. And if everybody would just listen to me, this world <laughs> would be a better place. And maybe that's true. Most likely not. Right. But it's, you know, but you have to give people the dignity yeah. 
to like be themselves and to have their own experience or hit their bottom or hit their bottom because that's how we learn. And I even think about like all of the times and you even talk so much about your journey through acting and, and, you know, and then starting in Pilates and fight. Like if you had someone come in and like save you every single time, you wouldn't have learned anything. Def- definitely. I would probably, who knows what I would be doing. Right. It doesn't even matter. But I, I think of the same thing. It's like, there's so like, I, I needed those launches to fail. I needed those students to be upset. I needed to get fired from that job. You know, it's like, whatever the thing is, I needed those things to happen because that's what brought me to this place. Yeah. And that's what allows me to show up and serve in the way that I'm doing now. Yeah. And you honestly, know? like, it's funny. I needed to go to Al-Anon. You needed to. <laughs> like, so did I. I mean, right. <laughs> that, that, you know, listening to my teacher, you, he said, you have to kick him out and you have to go to Al-Anon and find a woman. You try. I remember standing in the parking lot. I remember it so well. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, I have to do what he says because I really believe him, you yeah. know? And, and then when that, when that boyfriend made an amends to me, you know, with his ninth step, I remember him saying, you saved my life by kicking me out, I would have died on that couch, you know, because he had moved into my apartment. And, and I thought, I didn't save your life. Right. You know, it was, you saved yours. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, was, well, it was really, it was God. It was higher power was right. And for people who don't like to talk about God or a higher power or something greater than us, you know, right. that's another thing in the literature is that they really welcome all faiths and all, you know, religions um, and backgrounds. And yeah, it's not about that. It's about there being something greater. And that's where I think we find hope. Yeah. You know, yeah, knowing that there is a plan, right? So we still have choices, though. We have so many choices. We have so many choices. I mean, I was, you know, I was talking to a coaching student the other day, and she was talking about how, you know, well, I joined this, and I thought I was going to get all this support and all this coaching, and I just haven't gotten anything, and I'm not getting anywhere, and da da. And I'm like, well, you know, so what's happened when you've been on the coaching calls? And she's like, well, I haven't been on the coaching calls. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, why haven't you been on the coaching calls? Well, because I didn't think I was going to get my questions answered. Well, my, what makes you feel like you're not going to, you know, and then as we kind of unraveled it, it just went back to her own feeling of inadequacy and not feeling enough. And she was comparing herself and she was so terrified of being judged that she wasn't showing up. Right. And, and so it's like, that would be like if somebody bought my classes and didn't come do the class. Right. Or, you I know, can't and, get you a tight butt. If you're right. not or it's like, you know, we're not mind readers or, you know, to me, like from my own experience in situations like that, to me, that's someone going to the hardware store to buy milk. Yeah. Because she's like, why isn't anyone helping me? Right. Exactly. <laughs> don't you know that I need all this help? It's like, well, no, we don't because you're not you're not asking and you're not speaking up. And, and it's kind of like the whole, you know, two plus two equals four. So if you want a five, you become a three. Right. You know, and how many years was I trying to make that person do all the things that I saw in them? Or right. If only he would change these five things. things. And right. it's like, he doesn't want to. Like, right. Or if, 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 if only these, you know, I'm going to join this coaching group. And if, and if only they could just come to me and give me everything that I needed, then I would be successful. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you have to put in the foot. What's your part? Yeah, exactly. And that's what we are always asking. Mm -hmm. Even if it's 1%, Mm -hmm. you know, and taking an inventory and really like taking a look at, you know, what, what it is. Yeah. That's not easy. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, that's the biggest thing for me is always whenever there's an issue or a challenge or a problem with someone else or something else, I always have to like pause and ask myself, like, what's my part in this? Yeah. You know, call Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> we talk a <laughs> lot. Share. Yeah. We talk a lot. I know all of Julie's secrets. She knows them all. <laughs> all of them. Oh, man. Well, I just thank you for going down and navigating that with me. I, I love Al-Anon, and I think that True. it's an incredible program. And for anyone that feels like, you know, they, they're starting to get curious about the idea of if it could work yeah. for them, I would just encourage them to go to a meeting. Yeah, and feel. if you're feeling, you know, unwanted 
unloved and alone, as they say. Like for me, it was more just lost. (laughs) You know, um, there is a place, you know, Mm -hmm. and why not just go see what it's, what it's about? You yeah. know, like you have nothing to lose. Yeah. And I, like, if you don't like it, what do they say? We'll refund your misery. Or it's <laughs> yeah. a dollar meeting. Or it's something. a dollar meeting, which, and now they're all on zoom. Right. So that it's like, it's the, the, now has been the easiest time more than ever. And if you are someone who you don't want to walk into a meeting with a bunch of strangers and like be seen, it's like, you can show up on a zoom, turn your camera off. Yeah. Listen. And one of the things I really love is, is that in, from the, that they read in those meetings is, you know, if you keep an open mind, you will come to realize, right, that no yeah. situation is too difficult to be bettered. Yes. And no unhappiness yes. too, too great yeah. to be lessened. You may not like all of us. Yeah. But, <laughs> anyway. but you will come. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's true. Like, and when you're in a big feeling like that, you think it's never going to pass, you know, like, mm-hmm. God, I just wish with that first heartbreak I had had what I have now. But I also, I'm in a, the craziest way, I'm grateful that happened because I really think it's what makes me great Pilates teacher. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Cause I really care. Mm-hmm. And the entertaining and all that stuff. Yeah. It gets people to keep coming back. Yeah. You know, but I think, yeah, I think it's just putting it all together and seeing later why things unfolded the way that they did, mm-hmm. you know, and then doing it differently. Yeah. Like my subsequent three intense heartbreaks after that one, I didn't go fall apart. I was like, that will never happen to me again. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, and I've guided a lot of women through, you know, not letting them like lose themselves. Yeah. And so yeah. it's cool. I love sponsorship. I have sponsors, sponsees around the world. I, I have know. girls in my classes around the world. It's crazy. I know. It's awesome. You're an amazing sponsor. Oh, thank you. You've been my only one. Uh-huh. And I, I'm, 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 I'm here for the long haul. Excited. We're going through, we're going through it. Well, what would you say if there's, cause there's so many, there's so many amazing women that listen to this podcast and I love them all dearly. And I also, I see so many of them and I see, you know, just even that example of the um, incredible student that, that felt vulnerable, vulnerable enough to share with me her feelings, you know, and her feelings are so valid of, you know, I want this so badly, you know, but I'm terrified to show up. And because I'm terrified to show up, no one's showing up, right? Because followers don't follow followers. They follow leaders. And so it's like, I want to lead, but I'm afraid to lead and I'm afraid to show up and I'm, I'm afraid to get the help and I'm afraid to get the support. All of, all of those things. What would you say to someone that has all of those feelings? Cause I know you've been there. I would say little by little, little by little, little by slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, like it's, it's little baby steps, you know, like it doesn't all have to happen today. I'm the type that wants it all right now. Both of us, yep. we want, we want how we want it. We'll get it. Right. And it's served me in a lot of ways, but man, I like part of me, like that soft, like slowly by little, like that's what's going to sustain you. Like that's, what's going to let you have a beautiful life and you know, whatever garden or whatever the hell, you know, Chris wants to do with his time. Like, and that <laughs> I want to be a part of right deep down, you know, it's like those moments, you know, like you're, you don't want to miss the moments because you're so obsessed with your business and your work. Right. But, or just your fear or your fear. And I think bottom line, you know, stay true to your vision if it's there, just stay true to it and just do something every day to move forward. Yep. You know, next indicated action. Next indi- And also, you know, like be nice to yourself. Like, how would you talk to your best friend? You know, like talk to yourself like that. Like it sounds cheesy, but you know, you have to, you have to have that self-love. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would tell them. Just keep going, you know? Yeah. Well, 
Okay, Leslie, for those who are like, I need to get my button gear. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I want a body like Leslie. Trust me, you do. When you see her, you're like, okay, yes, I definitely need a body by Leslie and like Leslie. Oh, my God. Where can so they... Where can they find you, A, to just follow you? And you guys know that I I love to hear your just your feedback and your thoughts. So I want you to tag Leslie. She's going to share her tag, her Instagram. Tag me. Let us know what you thought about this conversation. Let us know your takeaways. Let us know any aha moments. Let us know what it brought up for you. Let us know if it triggered you in any way because we talked about a lot. Um, but we want to hear that. So, Leslie, where can they find you to do just that? Yes. Oh, you're so good at this, Jules. That's so great. Um, I would love to hear all of those aha moments and, you know, um, feel free to reach out, you know, if, if anything resonated, please. Uh, my, my handle is body by Leslie at body by Leslie on Instagram. Um, and my site is bodybyleslie.com. And I also have my kits uh, yep. with my booty bands and gliders and jump ropes, adjustable jump ropes and, you know, the five bands and the whole thing and uh, challenges and on de- hot 10 on demands and quickies. And that's on shop. Bodybyleslie.com. And so for the shop, so do they have to have the kit to take your class? No. Like, of course, I think my kit is the best. Yes. And let me tell you, I tried every single band. Like, them. if you saw the amount of stuff at my house that has been ordered in the last year, it's like a giant by the fire pit. Like, yes. Um, so mine are the best. But you can, you can always, you can even do my classes with body weight and then add when you're ready, yep. you know. Um, and people have been using water jugs and all kinds of things as weights if you don't have you know, for, if you want to add weights to make things more intense. Right. But, and for gliders, you can use, you know, towels or magazines for carpet. But your kid has everything. My kid has everything. Amazing. And the jump rope, I just think is the greatest cardio. It's so fast. Yeah. You I'm getting your kit. Yay. Like today. Like so ordering it. Okay. Yeah. And then for the classes, I know that you do lives. Yeah. Are there also recordings? Yes. So Woo. we have over 75 in the on-demand live. I think we might be up to a hundred by now, which I should Amazing. adjust the site. And um, we record those on this really nice, high-quality Sony. I say we because this is so sweet. So, you know, Chris, my husband, Chris. <laughs> you know, Chris. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I had bought two Pilates machines years back from a studio that was closing and to do privates at the house. This was way pre-pandemic. He, He's so sweet. So he built me a little, like, studio yep. in the yard. And so he wants to get these high-quality recordings. So he sits behind, <laughs> like, the Zoom laptop with the Sony and he painted a strip of the mirror white so you can't see him. It's so creative. This is why I'm so in love with this man. I mean yeah. he's he's just the best. So it's we're a team. You yeah. Know? You're a team. And um of course like yeah so they're all in the on demand library and they're really good high quality recordings. They're yes. not like Zoom recordings. Right. So they're good stuff. So you can do the 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 Zoom lives. Yeah. You can do the recordings. Yeah. Live streaming four times a week. Amazing. And then also, like, I've never done this before, but I made a code um, for you guys. If you're listening to this, you can go to bodybyleslie.com and then you can put in the promo code influencer. Perfect. Um, and we'll make sure that all that's in the show notes as well. Yeah. So they're the links to everything. So, yeah, I'm going to gift you a class, which, you know, I've never done this before. But I think, you know, if it's going to help somebody today to bring their body alive and feel awesome, come jump in. You could use it for live stream or on demand. Yep. And you're the best at Pilates. I know that there's other people out there that like they've been doing the on-demand thing for longer, but like you really are top-notch. Thank you. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good pain. And you're so encouraging and amazing. Thank you. Leslie, I love you 
you know, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you for doing what you've done this past year. I think that you're such an incredible example of someone that was like, okay, it's pandemic and I got to figure this ish out and I have no idea what I'm doing, but just, I'm going to take the next indicated action and I'm just going to trust in something greater in my, than myself. And I'm going to learn as I go. And I'm proud of you. I mean, you're like the ultimate Julie Solomon, you guys give it up. I don't know. Like great, great things are happening. Yes. That's all I know. Good things. I and, love you. And a lot of it for me is th- it's, it's due to Al-Anon yeah. and like being able to meet you and just having the relationship that we have and it's really special. It's it something is. really deep and really special. It is. So thank you. Love you. Thanks love for asking you. me to come on. Yay. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right, I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.